Good morning, guys. Welcome to Emmett Audio. Um, so on my drive up to the usual place where I walk the dogs, there was a, I think it was an ash tree that had come down across the road. Pretty big, um, you know, not enormous, but I always carry the pruning saw that I use in the Christmas trees in the truck, and I was able to cut it up by hand in about five minutes in three different places and carted off the road, um, which was tremendously gratifying to be able to pull up to something that you think you're going to need a chainsaw for, and with a little, just a little sweat equity and really not much more time, be able to clear the road or something. Very satisfying. It also looks like pretty decent stuff to carve. Um, because it was forest grown, so the ash is going to be real tight ringed, which means it'll be less prone to splitting. Um, so I'll probably come back to it at the end of the summer and grab several chunks of it to carve over the winter or in the fall once it's had a chance to age. And um, <clears throat> but the real thing I wanted to talk about today was that last night, as I mentioned in yesterday's episode, I had been asked to be part of a panel of farmer authors in the valley here who have books out. And I was one of four farms. And I had eight minutes to give a little introduction to our farm, our story, our book. And, um, and I nailed it. And I nailed it. I'm convinced only because I practiced so much. And so I wanted to just give the little pointers that I have learned from watching my wife prepare for presentations as she's been back in school. Um, and talk about what goes into a good little presentation or talk like that. So uh, I practiced and, and what I did was I wanted to talk without having prepared notes. But I also recognized that if I just tried to talk off the cuff, I was gonna go way over eight minutes. That I needed to have a sense of how much I could say. And I also needed to have a sense of what it was that was gonna resonate with this audience. So this audience was a group of uh, donors to this local organization that promotes local agriculture and the event was to thank them for their involvement over the year and so i realized that the thread in my book that was going to resonate the most with them was describing my farm but then talking about how our story is different because it's about us taking over an existing farm and carrying it forward. And that that's really different from the common narrative in our culture and the narrative of most farms, which is you have a dream, you buy some land, and then you start your farm. And for us, we did none of those things. We never thought we'd take over a Christmas tree farm. We didn't buy our farm and we took over an existing farm and are carrying it forward. Um, and, and so that could have been uh, a really different thread. If I'd been talking to young farmers, I would have talked 
uh, about the business information that's in the book and how I tried to um, really put forward all of the useful practical stuff that I wish I'd known when I'd started farming. And if I'd been talking to gardeners or people into permaculture, I would talk more about the coppicing and exactly how that worked and how it, how it, you know, the ramifications for the ecosystem of doing that. And if I was into talking to craftspeople, I'd be talking about the spoon carving or the scything. But uh, for this audience, that was what was going on. Hey dogs, go on further ahead. You're messing up the audio. And, um, and then I practiced, you know, but I, I didn't come to the realization that that was the thread that I needed to talk about the generational change until I'd practiced talking maybe four different times. I probably practiced about six times, um, five or six times. And first, what I realized was that I just needed to talk about fewer things. I started off thinking that I was going to sort of touch on all the different things in the book. And then I realized that that makes for a terrible story and people aren't going to be able to take away anything because you're giving them too much. And that there really needs to be one thing. And then what I realized was that I needed to be telling more stories, the story of people. And so it was really the story of Al, the guy who started our farm, and his process of starting the farm and telling some stories about Al and tying our, our own narrative into it. But when you talk to people, people remember stories. They don't remember uh, the thing you said unless you tie it to a story. Um, and so I realized that I needed to start with talking about our farm and, and have that the story of our generational change then allow me to start talking about how that generational change within our farm and the farm transition and carrying the farm forward was what made our farm special. Um, and, and then I'll say that going, so it, it took me maybe four times to realize that that was the case. And at that point I had had enough practice like trying out different phrases, different ways of talking about things. Some stories that I said and during the practice rounds that I realized just weren't going to have quite the same, uh, they weren't going to work. They were going to be a little off color if I told them in this particular venue. Um, and so knowing what stories to tell and what stories not to tell uh, was important. And But basically, when I got up to talk, I didn't have all of this completely firmed up. I had practiced five or six times. I had a rough sense that that's maybe what I need to do. And when I got up on the podium and started talking, it was not at all the talk that I had planned in terms of thinking, okay, I'm going to start with this, start with this. I had sort of some phrases in mind, and I didn't do any of them. But what I will say is that having worked out those phrases and then kind of let them go allowed me to speak from the heart. And I think that that was much more effective than if I had written out remarks that I read or if I had memorized something because what I was able to do was spend my entire time looking at the audience and just talking and not trying to, not being worried that I was going to forget exactly how I'd phrased something and not being worried that I was going to forget 
to mention something, but I just talked. And because I had the overarching idea of what it was that I wanted to say, I was able to just say it. And, and it really hit home. Now, I have not had much experience talking in public. That was, uh, yeah, I don't have it really any. So this was, I was nervous beforehand going into this. Um, but I do think that all of the talking and articulating off the cuff that I've done here for this podcast and also for the interviews that I've done over the years talking about the farm has helped me because it's a, the, what I am articulating is stuff that I have articulated many times before in different ways, both in writing and in talking. And so I was able to say it, not with the exact words, but say it fresh, say it real, say it from the heart. Um, and, and I feel like it went over really well. So that was my hot take from watching my wife prepare for a talk that she gave was that even if you want to be off the cuff, you practice so that you can get all the awkward off the cuff out of the way and really have some clarity about what it is that you want to say and what it is that's going to connect with the audience that's listening to you in that particular moment and and essentially be able to sort of get all of the preciousness in terms of how you're articulating things etc out of the way so that when you do talk it's just simple and genuine and that's what I did. I'm really proud of myself. 